0: You may not be rewarded, you may not be rewarded for your strengths. You may not be rewarded for your strengths. But you'll be disqualified, but you will be disqualified for your weaknesses. So, uh, put it all together. You may not be rewarded for your strength, but you will be disqualified for your weaknesses. Uh, that holds true in, in a number of er- most areas. You may wear, uh, get to work on time all, t- all the time. Just going back on this this thought, you may get to work every time on time, but if you go brick during your time of work, that disqualifies you, that's a weakness. Yeah. Oh man, oh yeah, okay. All right, today's uh, the, what, 21st already. This month's gone, this year's almost gone, hey, amen. lot of things are taking place okay let's just open in prayer father we praise you we just give you thanks as we look to your word that when we hear your word father god we will be satisfied father god for we hunger and thirst father god and as we are being satisfied father god we will have a greater hunger father god for greater truth so father we praise you we just give you thanks in jesus name we're just going to take off a little bit. She started on this. I gave her some of this. Uh, if you recall, it, uh, this Sunday, um, it's I call it murmurs, murmur, murmur, murmur for murmuring and complaining. Uh, i have just taken from the top, uh, refresh your memories. And it's a short one, but I got two short ones. So we'll get ready for the second one after this one. Okay. There are wonderful things, like I said, uh, you've heard this part, so um, tune in. Maybe you can pick up a few things that uh, you didn't catch right away. There are wonderful things about God and His ability to supply all the needs of men. Yet almost from the beginning there has been murmuring and complaining against Him in one form or another. The existence to murmur and complain remains much the same as it was in the beginning. Uh, you read it in the very beginning of the Bible. There's murmuring, complaining. And if you look towards the end here, uh, and we find murmuring, complaining. Uh, the word murmur in the Webster's Dictionary means a flow of words or sounds to utter an utterance, dis- dissatisfaction. Utter in almost audible tones with the mouth, insolent words. Whoa. In medicine any abnormal sound heard by listening by stethoscope of various parts of the body, especially such sounds in the region of the heart. Yeah. So, you know, uh, the heart, the doctor listens there and he can hear that the murmur of the heart. Well, seems like it's also a spiritual murmur uh, as we look at it in the Word of God. Uh, Resulting in lesions, injuries or impairment of the heart valves. Okay, murmur from the Bible. To grumble, to complain, to be against, to blame, to snort with anger, to have indignation, to be obstinate, to grudge, to stop, uh, to tarry, be a waster, to rebel. They were pretty heavy words. Um, <laughs> hate to say it, I can almost circle every one of those for my own uh, life, and I still have a few of them to uh, work on, so I hope, hope you're doing better. Okay, How often is murmuring uh, uh, mingled with foods we eat? because we're not exactly pleased with it. Um, the quality in the preparation, um, you know, it gets there too cold, gets there too hot, you know. It's not, it's, it's too spicy, it's not spicy enough, that's murmuring, okay. Then we have the weather. Oh, I wish it was hot, I wish it was cold, I wish it was a little better, you know. Um, um, and then we have our jobs. It doesn't fit the description we like, you know big pay little little to do oh, nobody nobody jumped on that one <laughs> uh, our jobs are our our jobs sometimes they're dis- distasteful uh, um, uh, we have to do irksome things uh, uh you know I got to do what you know that's not my job that's so and so's job that's that's <laughs> Um, I, re- <laughs> I recall when I was uh, working at PG&E as an operator and uh, I was an uh, assistant control operator at this point and I was out there on the, on the deck where all the, the turbines are running off and I got, they, they ring bells and codes and you know when you heard your code you, you answered the code. I said, I want you up here right away. We're gonna do this. I said, that's not my job. You know, that's somebody, that's somebody else's job. You know, it's not my job description. And he uh, said, you got to do it anyway. So you know, murmur, murmur, complain, complain. Uh, not too good because uh, I had to do it do it by myself. I threw it on my back, on my shoulder because it pulled these big chains to close off valves and stuff. It, uh, you know. I wasn't too happy with with the foreman at the time, especially after that. Uh, of course, uh, then there then you have to then we murmur about the people that are around you. They took my parking space. You know, I was waiting there, and that person just cut in. Or they took too long in the grocery line. So there are times we kind of murmur. I mean, it's uh, you know, it's difficult to remove. Some of you seem like you've never had it happen to you. Uh, I'll talk to you afterwards, and you can give me the key secrets how you do it. Not murmuring, complaining. right? Okay. And uh, turn with me to Exodus chapter 16. Uh, we're going to see uh, where. This really took place. It's really shown real, cl- uh, real well. In chapter 16, the children of Israel, uh, verse 1. And they took, with, took their, their journey from Eram and all the congregation of, ch- uh, of the children of Israel and came into the wilderness of Sin, which is between Elam and Sinai, on the 15th day of the second month after departing out of the land of Egypt. So in other words, they just got out of Egypt. They came out of there. How? How did they come out of Egypt? Can anybody be tell, tell me how did they come out of Egypt? Nobody that, you were told this. You don't say because you already know. You were told this Sunday morning, so let's, so we got a quiz out of this now. How did they come out of Egypt? Healthy. Healthy. Anybody else? Rich. Rich. Anybody else? Singing and dancing. Okay. Look at that. That's how, that's only a couple of weeks, not even a week's time. You know, a couple of weeks out. Okay. And the whole, verse 2, and the whole congregation of Israel murmured against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness. Here, I mean, here's a bunch of rich people, healthy, clothes on their back. And they're murmuring, complaining. Man. Some of us have good jobs. We murmur and complain. You know, some people, a lot lot of rich people say, I don't have enough money. And they just hog it in the bank. Or, you know, know, we murmur and complain. Okay, this is what they're doing here. Um, As murmurs, A, as murmurs, we have short memories. Okay. It was just over a little, little, over a month that Israel, children of Israel came out of Egypt by the mighty hand of God, and he worked wonderful miracles for them. I mean, just to get healthy. For those of you that never had a bad day in your life, I mean, not to feel aches and pains, I mean, especially when you get at an age. (laughs) when, when, When you feel like, you know, I mean, I hate to say it, you know, walking across the street, you know, And the the cars stop, and you want to get across the street. Oh, well, use a perfect example at uh, Trader Joe's over there, or at uh, Costco. You know, they got the crosswalks there, and somebody comes walking across, and you kind of—you're supposed to stop. So, if you're in the crosswalk, what do you kind of do? You don't just—you kind (laughs) of, you kind of move out, right? it doesn't move as quickly as used to. <laughs> you know, it's like a, like that one time I said that, you know, a few years back when uh, we went to a Copeland Convention, and uh, yeah, people were running around and I got up and run around. You know, I thought I was doing good until I saw the video. You know. I thought, Who is that? And I recognized the guy in the jacket and the hair. And it, oh, what? I thought I was moving out fast, and boy, did I look bad. So, so, so enjoy your youth. And keep, keep keep it up because uh, it does slow down. Things slow down. Okay. All right. So we can have Flint at my expense this morning. This evening. Okay, so uh, we shouldn't murmur about it. I mean, you know, I won't say that one. Okay, um, going back to the children of Israel. They certainly remembered the essential delights of Egypt, uh, of the leeks and the garlics and all the good food, quote, the good food they had, but they forgot about the taskmasters, the cruel taskmasters. They forgot, they forgot how God did, provided for them coming out of Egypt, uh, all the money they got, the clothing they got, and then God gives them excellent health when they left Egypt. Egypt. And now they're out in the desert and they're just a few weeks past that and they're complaining. Can I bring this down to a level that you might understand? Take, take, for instance, Christmas time you know, or your birthday, and, you, and wow, you get all these wonderful gifts. You know, wow, this is wonderful. And two weeks down, later on, this stupid thing doesn't work. <laughs> you know, you forget about how you know, the gift was given to you, and you forget about you know, something goes wrong. But you can't figure it out. Uh, for those that aren't in the technical age yet, you know, i got to read the, the information pamphlet and they're still using words I don't understand because it's, it applies to this new supposedly old technology, but I still can't figure out the new technology and, you know, it's, it's old It I'm trying to figure out how So you know, we kind of murmur and complain about it, right? Nobody's doing that out there. I guess this sermon's for me again. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) They did not think on these things. They had short memories. They were quick to complain and murmur. In fact, when the opportunity comes your way to complain and murmur, you need to look back. when things were good, and thank God for the things that are good, amen, amen. okay, like the children of Israel, uh, did not, did not God deliver them out of their calamities, is God likely to forget you in your calamity? We say, oh, yeah. you don't know why I went through this past week, the devil was all over me, Well. Whose fault is it? He's supposed to be under our feet. feet, not all over us. We need to be all over him and stomping him with the word. Right. Hello. Yeah. If God gr- ransomed our souls from the power of heaven, He will regard our bodies also in the r- ransom. Right. By Jesus' stripes, we are healed, yet we complain, Oh Lord, it hurts. Well, let's go back. If Jesus paid the price, we need to send the ticket someplace else. I know, it, it's, I know we're all difficult, difficult and, and ailments, but it's been paid for. We need to send it out of here. We need to, Romans 12, one and 2. We need to sacrifice what? Sacrifice our bodies. That means, okay, that means our, minds, our mind says, the spirit says to the mind, you've been healed. Our body says, it ain't done. We've got to sacrifice the body to bo- into moving into that position. Um, the boat in the other room. A real boat, in order to get into a, into a docking position, that boat will not, a large ship is not able to dock itself. It needs help. Our bodies need help. And, that, and the tugboats are, is the word of God to us. It nudges and pushes so we can get in that position. So, you know, is that ship in the, in the right place right away? No. But we need, without the help of that word pushing us into, the, into that docking position, we're not going to get there. So we need the word to help us get into that docking position so we can secure up to that location. If you don't believe it, go out there and get on that boat out there right now well after after the session get in that boat and think how you would drive that boat or or steer that boat into a position without help you know none of you watched any navy pictures or i mean you know the old old time ones they didn't have that but the new ones they need Tugboats and stuff to help them move. Some of you are, ooh, Pastor Digger out. Okay, let's go to <laughs> find Psalm 77. We've got we to hurry up here. I haven't got past where we she stopped. In Psalm 77, well, let's go to verse 10. And I said, this is my infirmity, but I will remember the years of the right hand of the Most High God. I will remember the years of the right hand of the Most High God. Infirmities, this is my infirmity. I'm, I'm, I'm hurt, but I'm going to remember the years that God helped me out, in other words. Verse 11, I will remember the works of the Lord. Surely I will remember the works of old. Remember the things that God got you through because he's going to get you through again. Amen. Let's not get stuck. Look back on God's goodness. And he's not going to, he, he says, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. So we might be going through a, a, a situation or circumstance that, is, that we need to grow in. Stop that horn. Anyway, glory to God. We need to grow in, okay? Again, looking at murmurs. Murmurs are short-sighted. Okay? Not only have they short memories; they are short-sighted. They fail to see that behind all the appearance of things, there lies the hidden provisions of God. Let's go to Philippians chapter 4. Actually, is not hidden, but... Uh, we would say it's hidden, especially when we are in a position that we forget about God. In Philippians chapter 4, verse 19, it says, But my God shall supply all, my, all your needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. That is, when we're, we're in this position, we fail to look at, he says this, what he says, the word says, he's going to supply all our needs. That's not really hidden, it's it's out in the open. But for some that don't read the Word of God, in certain areas, we're saying, Oh God, help me! Oh God, help me! When it's in the Word, He says, Claim it, speak it, live it. And we just sometimes, we're trying to claim it, but we don't know where it's at. You can be like the seven sons of Sceva. In the name of Paul, I do these things. It's not going to work. You've got to know it yourself. We have to know it ourselves to come alive. Okay? Uh, Matthew chapter 10. Let's go to Matthew chapter 10. Does God really care for you? Hello? Does God really care for you? Verse 30, Matthew 10, 30. But even the very hairs of your head are all numbered. God really has to care for us if he has the very hairs on our head numbered. That's wild. And his thoughts towards us are more than all the sands of the sea. How many times, how many times you, oh, I shouldn't say, well, I'll just, I'll ask this. When you get up in the morning, have you ever asked God what your thought toward me today is? Yeah. What's your thought towards me today is, Lord? What great thing can you t- tell me about myself? You know. Be open to it. Because he said, You're fearfully and wonderfully made. So there's greatness in you. We have to discover it ourselves. Well, I got up in the morning, Lord. I looked in the mirror and. One of the wife told me, Look in the mirror. Because when you look in the mirror, do you see? I mean, what do you normally say? Wow, you had a bad night. Look at those dark circles. (laughs) I need that cup of coffee. But God sees something great about you. We need to open up our open up our minds to what God's saying. If He has. Numbers, numbers are hair, knows the number of hairs on our head, surely. And he, he's wanting to talk to us. Why not talk about something simple? Let him talk about you, one of his thoughts towards you. And then when he tells you that, you can say, Lord, I never thought I'd of- thank you. I didn't think you had that, that t- thought towards me. I never thought that I could achieve that, or I can do that. You can't be like the picture of Mona Lisa. You know, they, they have a song about that, Mona Lisa, Mona Lisa. It's important now to people, but what about the, when it was first created? A lot of people said, well, that's a dumb looking picture. (laughs) Hundreds of years later, people think it is, it's worth millions. You're worth millions now, find out now. Don't grumble and complain. Well, you know, i well, Gee, I messed up in school today, or messed up in school last week, or I messed up on the job. And that's murmuring, complaining. Thank you, Lord. I got, I'm up. Yeah. I have the breath of life in me, I've got the Spirit of God in me. I want to come alive today. Speak to me. Some of you might have a rude awakening. Glory to God. Okay. Murmurs. Here's another. Murmurs have short faith. Murmurs have short faith. Children of Israel became worried and doubtful as they became aware that their food and water supplies were dissipating. Right away, they started to murmur and complain. Not, while the, not when the supplies were gone, but as they began to dissipate. Oh, tomorrow we may not have this, you know, in a week's time we're going to eat all the food that we brought out of Egypt. And what about the water? We're in the desert. Murmur, complain. Hello? Nobody's ever thought of that, huh? They murmured because there's a root of doubt that comes in. And why do we doubt? It's because we look to the future and consider the circumstances and not God. This is getting worse. We're in a drought. There's no water. The cattle are going to die. We're going to die of no water. We're going to die. There's no food. That's when we, we, we need to recall, they didn't have this, unfortunately, but 2 Corinthians 10, 5, casting down all imaginations. We need to cast down those imaginations. We need to comply to this scripture. If our eye be single and steadfast on the Lord his love towards us, his wisdom towards us, glory to God, his promises towards us, our faith will grow strong if we recall those things. Now, when Jesus was led into the wilderness for 40 days, did he murmur and complain? Let's think about this. Did he murmur and complain? Well, At day 10, what am I doing out here, Lord? It's hot. It's sweaty. There's no shade. Yeah. Day 30, I'm getting thirsty. I feel yucky. I haven't had a bath. I haven't had a cleanse. And there's no food out here, Lord. Lord, just a bunch of dirt, rocks, And besides that, Lord, don't you recognize the devil's on my back? No water. Can't be clean. I'm thirsty. I'm hungry. And the devil's bothering me. Don't you care? I'm also exhausted, God. I think after two days of fasting, I'm feeling that way. I know after th- that the third day is fasting I'm feeling whoa this is my stomach is you know I'm missing those donut holes <laughs> yeah, think about it, when you go on a fast boy boy I could taste it now you know I came off, I think it was a 10-day fast or something. And I went to uh, Hallelujah Mama's uh, Fast fast Hill up there in Santa Cruz and come driving home. I've been drinking water all this time. I come home and there is this table the wife has set before me. Everything I liked. I mean, she had rice and gravy. You know, uh, I don't know if she had ribs, but she had beef there. She had soups. She had cake and pie. And I broke the fast. Boy, it was hard. (laughs) I found out later. I could have killed myself. You don't break a fast eating that way. I don't know how much insurance she had on me at that time, but it didn't work. You know. but if I would have said, "I can't eat that, guess what? Oh, you don't like what I gave you. you know. We have to look what we got, you know, understand where somebody's at, you know. Now, Jesus said, and it wasn't tiring, he's exhausting, the devil's all over, and he says, no, Jesus said, I yield myself unto you. I live not by bread alone, but by the very words of God, okay? We can't complain, okay? Through patience, Jesus showed us that murmuring and complaints can't find any foothold, even in hard times. Murmuring and complaints should not find foothold with us if we're relying upon God and his word. Whatever situation you may be in, God is able. Amen. He has not deserted me. I can do all things through Christ who strengthened me. Amen. I have the mind of Christ. When I fall, a brother will help me up. Right. Not, <laughs> I got it. finally got something on somebody. I'm gonna hold him down and show him what I feel like. You know, we're supposed to lift up our brothers and sisters in the Lord. It's not murmur complain when somebody else falls. We need to be the first ones to, to help them up. That was one of the nuggets we had one time. Do you remember what it was? When you see your brother fall, you should be the first one to lift you up. There's something like that. Okay. In the wilderness, God gave the children bread and meat to eat and water to drink. Let's go back to uh, Ezekiel, me, Ezekiel. Exodus chapter 16. And we'll move on from here in a moment. Exodus sixteen, verse twenty one. And they gathered it, and they gathered it, in, it every morning, every man according to his eating. And when the sun waxed, it was hot and melted. In other words, this food, manna, came down. Glory to God, Hallelujah. They gathered their necessary portions each morning. If we are t- to feed on the daily food of God's word in the morning it will be less likely we will be less likely to murmur and complain if we gather in the morning the word of god will be less likely less likely to murmur and complain through, during the day because you're being fed thank you for all the amen's out there glory to god Neither is it possible to live today on the gathered spoils of yesterday. Yeah. He says if they were to gather it every day and not hold it over to the next day. What happened on the next day? Anybody remember? Next day. So when they open that pot, they're going to get, you know, oh man, I've got, I picked up my food yesterday and I got a pot and I'm ahead of everybody. I'm going to have the wife fix it up. And, oh, man, what happened to it? You can't live on yesterday's manna. We have to have manna every day. We need the word every day. Amen. Glory to God. But, but on Saturday or Friday, you're supposed to gather twice as much for the next day, for the Sabbath day. Why? You focus on God. And on Sunday, what, what, you come here and you get the word. You don't have to gather today on Sunday. Guess what? It's gathered for you. It, it, it's presented before you. Oh. Each man's needs... are met daily, okay? We have to note, manna is not a product of earth. Manna was not a product of earth. It came from God. An omer, which we're supposed to pick up, is six pints per man. And approximately there was two million men, not counting the women and children. So they needed nine million pounds of manna a day. That's a bunch. Mana was very accessible. You just walked outside the tent and started picking it up. It was on the ground all around them. You get up, you should be able to pick up your manna. Hello. Glory to God. They were obligated to gather it up, the manna. Or they can trample it under their feet. Or just walk all over it. A lot of people don't pick up the manna. A lot of Christians don't pick up their manna, they just wait for Sunday or Wednesday or maybe Mother's Day and Father's Day, or Christmas and Easter. Hello, none of you are in that uh, position. Today's manna is God's word. Do we gather it daily or do we tramp it down on, on, with our feet? Okay, part two, See, I told you, maybe I have to go part two, okay. We just sang the song, or just recently sang the song. God is going to do it again. So, if God's going to do it again, we're going to go back to to the children of Israel. Okay, and the the nugget for this this sermonette: obedience removes all o- obedience removes all your excuses and arguments. Okay. And since we are in Exodus, let's go back to Exodus chapter 13. We we just left Egypt again. And we are we are going to the promised land according to what God has told Moses. But God says, "Okay, there, if we look at, if we were to look at the map, you would have found out they left Egypt. They could have took a, took a, you can say, straight path to get to the Promised Land. It would only took them 11 days instead of 40 years. But because there was, the Philistines were in this one area, they would have to go through the land of the Philistines." And uh, all that Israel had was what, when they left Egypt. We just talked about it: clothes, gold, and good health. No weapons. Why would you have? Why would you need weapons? God's already, you know so now but if they were going to go through the land of the philistines they would need to have weapons to fight so god says if you read the account here god says well we're not going to i'm not going to take them that way moses you're going to have you're going to go straight to the red sea here okay exodus chapter uh, 13 miracles had been performed in the land of egypt and they were free from the bondage of slavery and cruelty they were set free from oppression and captivity and from bondage Um, and a great new adventure was to begin so let's go to chapter we are in chapter 13 of exodus and we want to go to the Verse 17, And it came to pass, when Pharaoh had let the the people go, that God led them not through the way of the land of the Philistines, although that was near. For God said, Lest peradventure the people repent when they see the war, when they see war, and they return to Egypt. So God didn't want them to... So he's going to say, When they face war, they're going to maybe just turn around. So he leads them through the desert and they run run across the obstacle of the Red Sea. Hello? Okay. And here we go, again, hot, dry, barren, wasteful. Um, And that's when the murmuring complaint, here we go again, a little bit of a murmuring complaint started. And, uh, and the closer they got to the Red Sea, they said, how are we going to get through that? Especially now that Pharaoh and, and, and his army is coming behind us. How are we going to get through this? Uh, how are we going to get through this? This is too difficult. Let's go back. Yeah. Um, again, they forgot about God's blessing. They forgot about how God delivered him, how big he was. Okay. The question in the room is, how are we going to get across the Red Sea? Uh, we certainly don't have any boats, canoes, or rafts, or ships to get us across. Uh, surely, Moses, you took the wrong turn. <laughs> uh, now, how are we going to make a U-turn? There's over two million of us here, and the, the Egyptian army's behind us. Uh, First thing we've got to know is verse, uh, 13, verse 18. But God led the people about through the way of the wilderness of, of the Red Sea. And the children of Israel went up, harnessed out of the land of Egypt. God knows what He's doing. First thing we have to know that when we are, are, are confronted against something, in a situation or circumstance, that there's no way out. God knows what He's doing. We have to have full trust there. God knows what He's doing. Even when it seems like we're being led the wrong way. Well, think about Jesus. Out in the desert, 40 days, f- hot, dusty, dirty desert, 40 days. What are you doing to me, God? You know, I'm your son. Hello. But God sees the big picture. He knows what you're going through, He knows how to get you, He, know how, he knows how to build us up when we go through situation and circumstance. When we go through situation, it's not to tear us down, but to build us up, make us stronger. The devil wants you to fall down, but he's, God says, I'm going to make you strong as you go through this situation circumstance. So we, we need to thank him for his leadership. Thank God knows everything and thank him for his leadership. You know what was uh, there are men that uh, that have been in the armed forces and that they have gone into battle. And they they would say of a leader, I I, I George Patton, uh, General George Patton. It was said that his men would go to hell and back for him. That show, shows how the commitment. Commitment the men saw in that leadership. We need to have the same type of feeling about God. I'll go through this, I'm going to come back. I'm going to come back strong. They knew they were going to have to, they were encountering things, but they knew they were, would be victorious. Okay. Uh, 13 21. And the Lord went before them by day in a pillar of of cloud and led them by the way and by night by by a pillar of fire to give them light to go by day and night. So God leads the way. Second thing we need to know that God leads the way. He will not leave us to fend for ourselves. And what does the word say? It is a light. Unto my path. You've got to follow the word. Follow him. The Holy Spirit gives us guidance for our days. He gives us wisdom. He tells us what's going to take place. Call upon the Lord. And I will show you great and mighty things. Glory to God. He walks with us. Three Hebrew children weren't left alone in that fire. They were going through some persecution. Our, brother, our, bro, our brothers and uh, the sisters in the Lord that are going persecution that are being martyred, they are not going through it alone. The Lord's with them. Like, like the children of, uh, of three Hebrew children, just like they are they're telling their captors, whether I'm saved or not, I'm not going to turn my back on the Lord. She says, it's time. I've got I to gotta go run. Okay. He walks with this. Okay, number three. God is able to turn the hearts of kings. Exodus 14, verse 4. And I will harden uh, Pharaoh's heart, and he shall f- follow after them. And I will, I will be honored upon Pharaoh and upon his host, that the Egyptians may know that I am the Lord. And they did so. God knows what's going on. Amen. Number four: When God sees obstacles, or pardon me, when we see obstacles, God sees opportunities. It's an opportunity; He will make a way where it doesn't seem there's a way out. Fourteen nine. Look at fourteen nine. But the Egyptians pursued after them all the horses and chariots of Pharaoh and all his horsemen and his army overtook them and encamped by the sea besides wherever it was. Okay? Things look bleak. But God sees an opportunity to show his His mighty hand. See, we can focus on the problem Or we can focus and choose God. We can focus on the problem or we can focus on God. And uh, unfortunately, too many of us focus on the problem. Oh, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? Focus on God. He's got the answers. He sees the opportunity here. Verse 14, uh, chapter 14, verse 14 of Exodus. The Lord shall fight for you and you shall hold your peace. Glory to God. God's going to do the fighting. Oh, glory. The Lord will fight for you. You need only be stilled. Number six, prayer is vital. We're just about done. Prayer is vital. It's time to get moving. Verse 15 of chapter 14. And the Lord said to Moses, Wherefore cry cries unto me, Speak to the children of Israel, that they go upward. Why cry out to me? Move out. Follow what the word tells you to do. Don't pray about it oftentimes. Go with what the word is, what he's told you. I'm waiting for the Lord. Well, if he told you to move, move. It's what Moses says. Well, what what am I going to do here? What do you got in your hand? That staff ate the serpents of Pharaoh's magicians. That staff is still in your hand. Use it. If you notice, that staff was used in a number of areas. Wow. And what's a staff? Staff in your hand is this. The Word. The Word's your staff. Use the Word. Don't look at me, he says. You got the Word, find it in there, go with it. All my promises are yea and amen, so be it, not hope so. Well, hope is right. Well, let's apply your faith here. If God says it, it works, it works. God will, Number seven, God will work powerfully on our behalf, but he asks that we be obedient. Verse 16, Lift up thy rod stretch out thy hand over the sea and divide it and the children of Israel shall go on dry land through the midst of the sea do as God has told you to do and Moses did 16 on gro- look at it Israel shall go on dry ground not wet, not soggy, not moisty. Dry ground. Wow. Two more to go. God will stand between us and the enemy. He says, he's our rearward guard. When you have the, when you have the armor of God on, you notice it's for going forward. It's nothing in the back. God's your rearward guard. Guard, he'll guard your back. You need to go forward. We need to go forward. Thank we don't retreat. Amen. Verse 19, chapter 14 of Exodus, verse 19. And the angel of God which went before the camp of Israel removed and went behind them, and the pillar of a cloud went before their face and stood behind them. There's that guard. Where, where is God? He's behind you. He's He's holding you up. Amen. Number nine, as we close, God is a God of miracles. Amen. He divided the Red Sea. The enemy drowned in the Red Sea. Verse. 31 of chapter 14. And Israel saw that the great work which the Lord had done unto the Egyptians and the people feared the Lord and believed the Lord and his servant Moses. Glory to God. When you see miracles of God, you can say, wow. Just Elijah says, how long shall you, shall you be halt between two opinions? They said, who knows when God came down and, and swallowed up that, that sacrifice and the stones and everything else? Oh, it's God we're going to follow. Here again, they saw it. God, it's God we're going to follow. Hey, when a miracle happens, you can say, I'm following God. You may run, in, run into a Red Sea this weekend or this week. Know that God's before you. He's got everything right. The enemy may be behind you, but he's got him cut off. Okay, glory to God. God is the truth. He's the truth, the way, and the life. You need to follow him. Amen. Jeremiah, Jeremiah chapter twenty nine eleven, God has plans for our life, plans that reward us if we follow through, if we are obedient to his word. Glory to God. It will stop the enemy's attacks. Glory to God. Just like I said in one of the scriptures we read, only be still and know that he is God. Don't panic. Don't panic. The Lord fights for us. Amen? Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Well, you got two for the price of one tonight. And Father, we praise you. We just give you thanks right now. Father God, if there there be, Father God, any question in, in our minds, Father God, of what we are to do, Father God, may we take the scriptures that have been given to us, and we ask that you amplify them in our lives, Father God, that we may know that you are God, and Father God, the situation, and circumstances that may be before us, Father God, will be like the Red Sea, Father God. It will be parted, Father God, and we will go on to the promised land, Father God. The enemy that tries to follow us, Father God, will be stopped. So Father, we thank you, Lord, that... uh, Glorious things, Father God, will happen, Father God, as we continue to walk with you, Father God. And Father God, we, we praise you, we just give you thanks. In Jesus' precious mighty name. Amen. Anybody need prayer this evening? Okay, let's all stand. Singles. This Friday at Laurel's house at... Seven o'clock or 6:30. 6:30. Um, I don't know if there's a list out there, but Just need to know how, if you're coming or not so we prepare Father God.